Yo, my today people, what is going on? Y'all already know my name is Wendy. I appreciate y'all for tuning into yet another. Today, y'all, we got a fun one. It's going to be fun, but I hope y'all get a little something from it as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about everything from Ice Spice or Isis Gaston. That's her name. Cool name, actually. Uh, so everything from Ice Spice all the way down to Bernie Sanders. Yes, yes, I will be talking a little bit about uh, politics in this episode. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Y'all know, hey, y'all that know me, y'all, y'all already know it wouldn't be me if I didn't somehow uh, squeeze uh, politics into the conversation, right? But um, but yeah, today is going to be a fun one. Again, I appreciate you guys for joining. I really do. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Oh, but first, but first, let's slow down. All right. Y'all already know I got to uh, for the namesake of the show, ask a question to the future, which is what I typically like to do. Uh, so let's go. Dear future robots, does cryptocurrency survive? Does the blockchain survive? And for those, because I, I got to stop uh, doing this thing I like to do sometimes where I guess I, uh, for one, I talk to people like they just know everything that's in my head or they know everything that is to know about everything. And I'm just speaking freely. And then I get that kind of like deer in headlights look from some people <laughs> and they're like, uh, so I want to explain. All right. So, uh, let's start with, uh, blockchain since I'm a, uh, I hope, I hope. If you don't know what a cryptocurrency is, just log out right now. But let's start with the blockchain. So um, pretty much what the blockchain technology is, it's the underlying technology that enables cryptocurrencies to work. Things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, they really wouldn't function uh, without the blockchain, right? Uh, so pretty much it's gonna it's serving as uh, a decentralized uh, ledger, so to speak. Y'all remember y'all that... Um, our 80s and maybe even 90s babies y'all don't y'all remember that little brown book that had the little um uh what was it a, a page keep thing on it and and uh there was a, a section where you put somebody's name and then another section where you put how much money or whatever the case they owed well my grandmother had one and i know y'all 80s and 90s babies have seen these things before they're called ledgers all right so it, essentially you just think about uh think of blockchain blockchain excuse me i can't talk today uh, but think of blockchain as it needed an electronic ledger that no one person owns right uh, they have these people called nodes uh and it, it honestly i don't know if they're individuals or if they're firms but these firms or groups but these nodes um are not necessarily a bank at all i'm not gonna say a bank but they they pretty much aren't supposed to communicate outside of making sure all the numbers match and all the transactions match pretty much all the ledgers have to be on point that is how this works right um and and what this essentially does having this system kind of set up like this allows for um, secure use uh, transparent transfers uh, of all digital assets including i mean nfts were used on this as well so uh, and uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, uh, board ape, and all this stupid crap. You know, all the all the stuff people were doing a few months <laughs> a few months back. But that's blockchain in a nutshell. Um, I hope y'all got that. Uh, but if y'all didn't, let's just say this last part. And I hope I hope this does it. But 
uh, the blockchain's role in enabling secure and transparent transactions without the need for intermediaries has made it an essential component in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. In fact, many experts believe that the blockchain's potential for facilitating trustless peer-to-peer transactions is one of its most promising applications. With the um, potential to revolutionize the way we transfer value and exchange goods so that's just a bit on the blockchain now for me right because i had to do a little research and try to figure out uh how if in fact cryptocurrencies aren't around anymore uh of crypto commodities as i like to call them how is something like the blockchain going to be utilized because honestly, this is the blockchain, in my opinion, my humble opinion, right? Yeah, I know I'm not a finance graduate or anything like that. I'm just a regular dude, a regular man that uses his brain. So um, let me see. Uh, so it's a few different things that I found and kind of just thought about and it made sense to me was uh, uh, supply chain management, right? Um, it could be used to track the movement of goods across the supply chain and enabling companies to verify the authenticity of products and prevent fraud so i mean if the the biggest thing this allows you to do is prevent fraud and keep people honest and that's that just kind of makes sense supply chains um the second one is these voting systems obviously right like we should be able at this point to vote on our cell phones maybe if they in the future implement um blockchain technology into a certain app we can then use that to get votes that aren't contested right (laughs) i swear we still fighting over uh elections from like eight years ago but um so that's that's the second one voting systems Uh, the blockchain can be used to create a secure and transparent voting system that ensures the integrity of the voting process and prevents fraud said uh third digital identity verification right no more carrying around certain cards right blockchain can also be used to create a decentralized system for verifying digital identities enabling users to control their own personal data and prevent identity theft i really like that one and uh four smart contracts uh and people who are used to doing business i'm sure you've already seen smart contracts and stuff like that to an extent uh the blockchain can be used to create self-executing contracts that automatically execute when certain conditions are met reducing the need for intermediaries and increasing the efficiency of the contracting process that is so dope. uh fifth i got two more uh fifth decentralized storage Right. The blockchain can also be used to create a decentralized storage system that is resistant to censorship and offers enhanced security and privacy. That one to me sounds like a, a good and a bad. When I first uh, realized the potential for that, I'm thinking of like Silk Road, Dark Web and geez, if, <laughs> if you focus on that, these things would be um, impenetrable, right? Like, uh, I don't know about that application, but if i'm talking about it then somebody uh somebody's gonna fit some tech person is gonna figure out a way to, to use that for some nastiness um and last and last and last this was the last thing uh when looking at the uh, uh possible future applications of something like a blockchain and that's assuming or um not even assuming uh, but that's in the case that cryptocurrencies aren't around anymore uh and that thing is energy management 
right? So the blockchain can be used to create a decentralized energy management system that enables peer-to-peer -peer trading of renewable energy and reduces reliance on centralized energy providers. So right now, uh, what I take from that is that uh, there's companies right now that are trying to uh, kind of corner the market on solar power, right? Uh, I remember getting something in the mail where they were saying, oh, we're offering this new, uh, if you get solar panels or if you have them already, we're offering this new system where you can get a cheaper bill every month by just uh, essentially donating some of your unused solar energy. I'm not sure if it was monthly, weekly, daily, uh, but this is what the power company that I have was actually offering. Um, and what I think that is, is they're just, they're just trying to uh, get their ducks in a row, get ahead of it. This is typically what a lot of companies, uh, major companies tend to do. Companies that corner the market, like, you know, power, energy, uh, automobiles and stuff like that. They always try to get ahead of the new, new technology and control it as best as they can uh, while steadily milking the current technology that they have. But um, yeah, there's there's tons. I just gave six. That's There's, there's tons of, and I'm sure there's many more. But um, that's just a few examples of all the potential applications of blockchain technology. Um, and obviously, we're still in kind of the early stages, so I'm sure it'll continue to evolve. And like I said, there'll be way more uses to it. So I don't know. I'll leave that where it is. Uh, I think uh, blockchain is very valuable. I hope that doesn't go anywhere. But uh, crypto, we'll get to that when we get to that. Let's start the show. We are back. Thank you. Thank you again. Yo, I am. I, I, I just have to apologize. I'll, I'll start like that. I got to apologize. Um, I, I guess, didn't do my due diligence in um, reading through the fine print. But I didn't understand the severity of the pod chess wars, right? These companies. Uh, now Apple doesn't, um, they're not a service that even though they offer podcasts, they don't host anything, right? Uh, their host sites now, you know, Spotify got in the game heavy, heavy, heavy. Spotify has been doing podcasts forever, way before Apple, but there's rules to this thing <laughs> and I'm realizing it now, like seriously, and this is not about the, the vulgar language a cursing thing at a certain time not that uh there's certain things that i could put on an episode here where people on spotify can hear it. like the few people that um heard the episode when uh this last episode i did uh, uh the refirst take episode those that heard the original version of that with the music hey i know y'all are grooving i know y'all are vibing all right um but because of the way that Spotify set up their system, it can't be loaded anywhere else but Spotify if you include music. Now, I know some of you out there are like, yeah, duh, it has music, there's copyright. If or I could make a podcast outside of a normal or typical host and just get an RSS feed and put it up. It, guys, I'm sorry, there's a lot of few technical things on, on how a podcast is uploaded, but I can create my own podcast sans a hosting site like anchor or what's now spotify for podcasters and i can upload it right and i can have whatever music on there i can upload it to apple and have whatever music on there but 
when you're putting when you're adding the music in what Spotify calls uh, uh, music and talk. That is only something that they allow on their network. And I just thought it was very interesting because I'm literally sitting there for like three days waiting for this episode to load. Like, what's going on? Why isn't this episode loading? Like I spent, like it was, man, I had the music on it, man. It was so, but I finally realized after getting in touch with their customer service and um, they didn't even need to get back. I finally just realized on my own, like, hold on. This has to be it. So I went on there, did a few quick edits, removed the song, and voila, it uh, you know, the episode worked. But it, it was a it was a Isaac Hayes joint. Um, for those who know it's long, but just uh, Google or YouTube Isaac Hayes Hyperbolics and Groove Groove Groove. Uh, it's definitely a dope song, and I apologize, I, man. Man, Spotify, man, come on, Apple, y'all gotta like, y'all gotta come together like Voltron. Y'all gotta team up, and uh, you know, make the world a better place. Come on, y'all can do it. But <laughs> for for y'all out there that know me, y'all know I'm the music man. I do not play about that. Uh, for the few listeners I already have in Israel and a few other countries, um, ask somebody that knows me. I am the music guy, as as the kids say th- uh, these days. I am him. <laughs> it's funny how kids really got us. Like we're really like learning speech and and cool words, so to speak, from uh from high schoolers. Man, it's crazy. But but um but yes, I do apologize. That was a I guess a misstep on my end. But I wish they did it different. You know, let's just blame them for now. All right, <laughs> let's blame them. But uh yes yes yes. Now we on um. We're talking kind of about music. All right. I wanted to bring up, like I said in the intro, Isis Gaston. That is, you know, she's better known as Ice Spice. All right. Uh, For those who know her music, um, she had one big song. uh, I can't remember what it was called. I'm not even going to front like I know. Um, Damn, what was that song? I know you're feeling me. Munch, Munch. That's what that was the, the name of the song. Uh, that song went viral, right? But I really think she kind of hit because of her look, you know, good looking chick, right? But the catch was her like orphan, and she had like this. You remember Orphan Annie? The it was a little kid show back in the day or whatnot. It's a famous movie. You should know it. But uh, in America, we there's this thing Orphan Annie. You can just Google it again. But uh, in Orphan Annie, this this little girl had this like curly like and tight curls too it's like this curly bright red hair and uh that's you know i think that's the catch with ice spice i really do i think that's the catch with her um i've seen a few old video clips where she had her regular hair looking like pinky (laughs) shout out (laughs) no disrespect at all obviously but you know you know she kind of struck me like that but with the red hair hey you pop you pop. I don't know. You, you just pop. I saw something floating on the internet and I want y'all take on it, right? I'm going to give my take on it, but I want to hear in the comments and stuff. Like, I want to see what y'all think about it. Is Ice Spice's hair fake? Don't say it ain't so. Say, please tell me that her hair isn't fake. I'm thinking like she's some kind of like rare breed mix, like, <laughs> you know, some, some kind of like foreign but not foreign, foreign and domesticate, domesticated, like mixed. That's what I was thinking, you know, and it, it clearly works for her. Clearly it works for her. I know she says she hasn't had surgery or anything like that, but you know, the, the 
the hair was the catch. Obviously, a beautiful face, but but now you find out the hair is fake. It's very interesting. I'm like, damn, the people that put the money behind her and the uh, help behind her career probably just, you know, hey, you got to change something. You're like, sent her on to the beauty shop and, you know, you better come out with something different. And and wow, it worked. It It's, I don't know if it's still working, but it worked. I got to give her that. It worked. I actually saw her uh, yearbook picture. And uh, I'm not even on the front. Like an attractive girl. Uh, kind of reminded me of Lauren London, you know, before she became a rapper's baby mama, I guess. Um, is that polite to say? You know, rest in peace, all that good stuff. But uh, I just feel like Lauren London, when she was Nunu, and y'all know what I'm talking about when I say Nunu. All right. Uh, when she was Nunu, she kind of had this sparkle in her eyes, like like the world was still great and everything was peaches and strawberries and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, but, you know, now it's, you know, it, it seems like she realized the world isn't as innocent as she thought. It's the the sparkle has kind of dimmed. And that's what I see with this uh, this Ice Spice girl. I just think it's the people around her probably, you know, you know they trying to milk her for what she got. And um, the game is unforgiving. She got the presses of so- pressures of social media. She got those. I smoke a lot of eyes now. But hey, it, you know she's still a beautiful girl. I'm not, you know, not knocking her at all. But I just thought it was interesting that the hair could be fake. And maybe I'm naive for thinking that. I, I mean, because nothing else really matches for the hair to be like that, you know. But um, but shout out to her. Uh, I hope her uh, career continues. I hope she gets another one. Uh, I really do. Uh, salute but yeah i just thought that was interesting y'all let me know what y'all think about that man um women in hip-hop man i i really hope uh i was hoping rhapsody would really pop uh but hey talking about women i'll be remiss if i don't bring up the fact that it is what is it uh women's appreciation month or something like that right right tell me i'm not wrong y'all but if it's not women's appreciation month which i think it is um we just actually hit equal pay day recently i think it was on the 14th that's equal pay day and for those that don't know what equal pay day is uh it's supposed to symbolize the date in the year the day in the year where uh, a woman's pay finally matches a man's pay from the previous year so like for instance if i'm working a corporate job nine to five type job you know uh from January of 2022, it would, and, and until December of 2022, it would take a, a regular woman working the same corporate job from January 2022 to March 14th, 2023, to make the same amount of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, is it worth a, a whole day of remembrance or something like that? I, I don't know, but, um, you know, our society is um, is in an interesting place right now. Anything to foment or, or, or create division or some type of class or gender war, uh, we seem to be on that right now. That's what we on. Um, and, hey, I, I get it, you know, divide and conquer. But uh, it's starting to get annoying. This whole, uh, like, we're still in this whole white and black thing. And then y'all created the Asian and black thing before it was the Hispanic and black thing. Like, but this, 
this women and men thing is just like, come on, like, come on. Like, we got enough on our plate, man. <laughs> like, this has been going on, what, since the late 1800s? Like, we, y'all still got us arguing over, like, stuff from the 1970s and stuff from the early 1900s. Like, come on. Like, we're in a very different world now. I get it. Women haven't always had it easy, but neither have men. We're, we're people, right? Uh, neither uh, gender uh, is better than the other. Like, men aren't better than women. Uh, women aren't better than men, period. We're the same. We just have different positions to play. Just like LeBron and um, who's a guard on his team right now? Or not even a guard. Let's say LeBron and AD. They do different things. They're not this, They're on the same team. They're working towards the same goal. In this case, the goal is humanity propagating our species and keeping the human race going. Uh, I don't like the fact that 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 uh, the power structure seems to be dividing us or working towards dividing us, and and just have a lot of these narratives that are nonsensical that gain so much steam. Because honestly, if I'm a woman and for instance, let's use the NBA. That's that's. I know it's low hanging fruit, but but hear me out, right? Humor me. If I am the best WNBA player, and and I think this was a thing recently, a few months back, and I'm looking at, or I get asked by a reporter, "What do you think about LeBron's speech? What what am I supposed to say? I mean, it's the same corporation, yeah, sure, but what am I supposed to say?" The media isn't drilling into our heads on a daily basis. Hey, it's like this because of revenue. One thing I could say this world currently cares about more than anything is money. Green, right? Companies like Nike and Adidas just proved that. So why do people keep thinking it's some ideological thing against women and the world hates women? That could be farther from the truth. The world protected women more more than it's harmed women in in the uh, freaking history of the world from, from my perspective, from what I've seen, please, if you disagree, enlighten me. I love it. Enlighten me, please. But from what I see, women were always to be protected. I, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, but all of a sudden nowadays, women have always had the short end of the stick and women are, are, um, downtrodden and beat down and, and all this crap. And meanwhile, Men are killing themselves. Men are self-deleting. I think that's the word to use on these platforms. Yeah, Spotify uh, podcast rules, guys. But um, men seem to be self-deleting more, according to the numbers. Men seem to be uh, reporting uh, depression and, and, and all this kind of stuff at, at way higher rates than women. And again, this isn't a man versus woman thing, but like, like a lot of these false narratives are only making this worse. Like, let's get it together, y'all. Let's 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 unplug from a lot of that crap, man, and and kind of see what see see it for what it is and move forward. Right? It should be, and I hate to sound sappy, but it should be cooperation, love, respect, as opposed to, oh, you suck, or or you guys suck, or 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 I'm 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 uh. I'm abused or, or you're holding me back or stop gaslight. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and sidebar, do y'all think Michael Irvin did it? Hmm. 
I would lean maybe towards he's innocent, but maybe was a little creepy at the same time in, in that interaction. I just saw the video, uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that at some point. I might, I might have to come back with that on another episode once I uh, look into it a little more. But um, I guess happy equal payday. Yeah, it just seems like a nonsensical thing. One, just something else to reiterate. Hey, women, men hate you. Uh, women only get with women. <laughs> no disrespect, but what happens then? Um, I guess we stop having kids. But hey, I digress. I digress. I'm just not a big fan of division in society. Uh, now, if I can just slowly, slowly, slowly move along to another thing that I think helps to uh, keep this division going strong and actually create a lot worse than just a division is social media, social, social media, um, all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, all that, all that, all that, man. Um, you can be having a great day. All right, me having a great day, the most faithful man or woman, uh, just feeling good about yourself. You look in the mirror, you're like, yeah, you know what I mean? You go on social media, you start seeing uh, uh, plagiarized pictures, <laughs> plagiarized pictures, um, edited artwork. Uh, like you're, you're starting to see all these things that are telling you that you suck, you're ugly. Your skin is too dark or your, your I don't know, well, lip, big lips are in nowadays, so I can't even say your lips are too small, right? Or your skin is too, but you're, you're seeing all these things that are just beating down on your psyche or your subconscious and you just got to eat that. You just got to eat that. You you put a post up and hope it gets a hundred likes or, or I don't know what the numbers are nowadays, 50 likes, I don't know, a thousand. But um, I, I don't like, I, I don't like the effect this stuff is having on our society. I, I really don't. Um, and I get it. It's a uh, double-edged sword because it can be used for good. I mean, I, you know, I, shoot, I, I met my wife on there. So that's a, you know, that's a great one, obviously, right? Love my wife. Shout out. Um, but at the same time, look at all the negative that you can, that you can run into, right? Cyberbullying. I know it sounds stupid. I mean, I'm not a big proponent of, um, obviously I don't like bullying, but the fact that now it can be cyber is, is kind of wild to me. And, uh, a few months ago, I would have just said, turn off your computer, but there's kids on these computers. Kids aren't obviously going to be making the wisest choices or decisions sometimes. And, and also you got like FOMO, um, like some, like the people who can't like not look at negative comments, like, that fear of missing out is real, even if it's something negative or something that's going to hurt you. Like watching a train crash, you just got to keep your eyes peeled to it. Even though it's going to hurt you, it cause you anguish or make you angry. It's something about us. <laughs> like, like literally, literally, it's something about us. But um, have y'all heard about some of the stuff in regards to TikTok? Right? I've been hearing a conspiracy theory about TikTok for several months now, honestly, and uh, actually a few years, pretty much around the time Trump was in office. They were saying that TikTok was actually a uh, Chinese uh, brainwashing app or, or some kind of subversive tactic used by the Chinese government in order to uh, dumb down our society in America. 
Um, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but uh, can y'all give me the address or the page of where that uh, came from, where it started at? Because you know Trump found it on the internet because he ain't come up with that himself. You know, that guy was a uh, a pea brain. Definitely, a, I, he's a leader, but he's a pea brain. Um, I believe that because what's the um what's the business owner's name? Let me give you a few a little background on uh, the CEO now at uh at uh, Byte Dance. Uh, that's the company that apparently owns um, uh, TikTok now. They bought them not too long ago. Uh, I think was it May? Nah. 2020? No, it was 2020. I can't remember. But this company, ByteDance, is who actually owns TikTok. And uh, I think, was it Zhang Yiming? Um, either way, there was the, I think it was either the creator or the CEO of TikTok recently. And I guess it went viral again. It's an older interview, it seems like. But he was talking about how he doesn't even allow his kids. He has an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, apparently, at this time, at the time of the interview. And he was saying how he doesn't even like them using the app. In his words, they're too young. Right? And this is a common theme. I remember back in the day we had the uh, creators or co-creators of Instagram saying the same exact thing. Like, there's a whole documentary about the uh, negative aspects of social media or how it's designed to literally... Uh, hook your brain like a drug, hit those centers of your brain, get those chemicals running through and just just make social media like a drug that you just need more of, right? And we all know this. The documentary is called The Social Dilemma. Every, like, if you, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. See if it uh, makes you feel a little different about social media. And this is coming from some of the creators of these, you know, some of the more popular apps. Uh, but these people don't want their kids on there. And and we're in a society where uh, our kids are on these things. Not mine. Not mine. I'm hoping I can keep them on as long, keep them off as long as possible. But he, he mentioned in the interview, uh, the CEO of our creator of TikTok also mentioned in, in this interview that, um, in other countries, kids have to be older than 13 to use the app. It's definitely not that in our country, though. Definitely not that in our country. Um, but hey, I don't know. How, how do y'all feel about uh, social media? How do y'all feel about its impact on our society? Do y'all feel it's negative? Uh, do y'all feel it's positive? Or do y'all know it's negative and just not care? Those likes are addicting, huh? Right? Like, uh, I'm just asking. I'm just because, hey, I'm, I'm the loser. I'm, <laughs> uh, words are important. I'm not a loser. But uh, I'm not uh, I'm not on social media that much. I honestly, I honestly loathe it. I don't, I don't like social media. Um, for, for, for y'all that know me, it makes my skin crawl. I can't even, incognito mode, I can't even be on there for more than a few minutes without feeling weird. It's too many pet peeves, I guess. Uh, that exist on there for me. So me personally, things that don't make me comfortable, I avoid. I avoid. I shoot. I, the apps are still on my phone. You can go. I, I go on my. Uh, what do you call it? 
you know how you can go on your in your iPhone, go to settings and see how long you are on certain apps. I don't crack 10 minutes like for the week. <laughs> like I don't I don't crack 10 minutes for the week. Now, YouTube, though, that's social media that I use. That's social media that I use. I enjoy YouTube. Y'all get off all those other social media platforms. Just go to YouTube, man. Go to YouTube. I need to get some stock in there, man. Alphabet, what's up? Holla. But, um, but yeah, let, y'all let me know, man. Um, I keep telling y'all to turn up those comments. Leave some comments under the video. Don't, don't just leave the stars, man. Leave some comments. We want to see the engagement. Uh, I'm doing this show by myself. Ain't nobody in the studio with me right now, yo. I'm, I'm by myself. I need that engagement, man. Like, turn me up, man. Turn me up, as, as the kids would say. But uh, <laughs> uh, I need that engagement, y'all. I need that engagement. It's good. But going back to TikTok, I definitely don't think it's uh, nefarious, all right? There's all kind of propaganda going on about China right now. And I am obviously not Chinese. I am not an advocate for the Chinese. So I don't want to hear, you know, when you disagree with people or don't have the same opinion, of these red and blue gangs, Democrats and Republicans, whatever the case is, these ideologues. When you don't have the same opinion, each side thinks you're from the other side until they're all in the room together and realize you're <laughs> you're to be left alone. But um I I'm not going I'm not gangbanging for China and I'm not gangbanging on China. Like I'm leading people alone. They're clearly doing something a bit better than we are um, in the way that they're mixing capitalism with communism. It's clearly worked for them. So Maybe we can take a page out their book and not just rely on big guns. But I digress. Uh, what I was saying is I do not think that China is doing anything nefarious. I just think it's big business. And it seems that they're doing it a little better than us. Like I said, uh, I think that I hate this, I hate this term, but it's so apropos in this moment. But the powers that be, right, the movers and shakers, the billionaire class, the ones that are making that are sitting in those rooms and actually uh, causing things to move, right? I think straight up they want a war with China. I think for a while now they wanted to humble uh, China. I think there are um, I think they are jealous of the moves that 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 country has been making. Um, anybody just just look into it a little bit outside of American propaganda just just look at what they've been able to do in the span of 60 years just 60 that's that's to be commended man and look how they started out right I mean England had them in a chokehold uh, exchange hands exchange hands get your freedom um, quote-unquote freedom uh, take a page from America's book you know what I mean? As far as colonialism. But they also did their studies and saw that the way uh, Europeans were doing it, that, that eventually, uh, uh, you know, when I say Europeans, it obviously eventually becomes America. But China, obviously, these Chinese obviously did their research and saw that um, that way wasn't the way to go. Um, and, and guys, I know inevitably somebody's going to say, but what about the... Uh, the Uyghurs and what about that? Man, that's how they do things over there. They're not a religious country. They can do what they want. Um, I'm sure they're not over there talking about, but what about the black people? Or but what about the gay people? Like you guys get, get your, your brains get tossed around so easily. Like your energy gets put into different places that, that aren't focused on what's more important, which is us. 
right? We got streets with with uh, what they call now, and instead of homeless, it's unhoused or something like that. We got we got a huge homeless issue, and we have a huge child poverty. It, like, come on, like they got y'all worrying about people halfway across the world. Does that make sense to you? It don't make too much sense to me. What the Bible say? Uh, take the uh, take the uh, log out of your own eye before you worry about the speck in your neighbor's. Yeah, you know, a little Bible verse for y'all. Yeah, I remember that one. I still got that one tucked in. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But um, come on, y'all. We got issues here. So how hypocritical is it for us to talk about the persecution, uh, the internment, or whatever the case in another country when they still talking about now? I just saw the Biden administration. They were talking about uh, putting migrants or immigrants in cages again. Y'all remember that? My Democrat buddies out there, y'all remember that? My Republican buddies, y'all remember that? So all I'm saying is just just think a little outside the box. When they're trying to get you to think something, or you, well, you got to understand when they're presenting something to you, it's to kind of usher you into to thinking that or, or, you know, energy is real. You give, you give something energy, it becomes alive. So just, just, just think before we jump on these trains or these bandwagons and all that kind of stuff, because it is power. You're giving them your power. You're giving them your energy and, uh, you're kind of giving them your brain cells. <laughs> um, so, um, I want to actually go deep on, on, um, on China, the Soviet Union. I'm gonna do a whole episode on that. Uh, it might even be a series, but, um, yeah, that, that was fun. I want to get more into that for sure. That's my bag. Uh, but. Before I get into my last segment, y'all got to let me know how y'all feel about China. All right. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we should leave them alone. Like Bernie was trying to say back when y'all did not vote him in as president, uh, we should just shore up our defenses, shore up our borders, uh, obviously fix what we can, help where we can. But this whole take over the world, spread, quote unquote, democracy which means I take your stuff and you take my culture, which has been going, it's timeless, y'all. Don't let me get into the history of Greece and 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 Rome and, and how they, you know, come on, don't let me do that. Uh, that'd be another episode though, but for sure, that's fun. That's that's another one of my bags. But um, leave them alone, man. Like, leave them alone. Uh, fix what we've caused. That would be the humani- that would be the true humanitarian thing to do. Fix fix the damage that we have caused in a lot of these places, uh, which is a lot, or the damage that even we've helped helped cause, right? But uh, other than that, leave these people alone. They they don't need your democracy, man. We got issues here, so for you to think you're gonna go or talk about another place, uh, again, y'all gotta understand places like China uh don't have a centralized religion essentially the religion is the state the state meaning meaning the country the government you know there is no like gods or no pantheon no greek pantheon or no like monotheist they they don't have that respect that that's how they have their culture just like some of these places overseas when i you know when you see on social media some people go to saudi arabia or they go to dubai and you got to dress how they want you to dress out there. Women, you can't be too wild. Yeah, y'all respecting their culture, right? So come on, uh, just just think. But 
all this talk about China and these other places got me interested in a little bit of politics, a little more politics, I guess. You know, so I've, I've already been going in a, a little bit, right? <laughs> um, but the Bernie Sanders Bill Maher interview, it was interesting. It was it was a quick hit on his show. Y'all know how he does. He has a guest on prior to the whole panel. Uh, but I think Bernie did a good job. Did y'all see it? All right, pause this. Go on YouTube. Check out the clip. It's like nine minutes. Uh, play it on one half speed if you have to. Then get back here. Y'all done? How'd y'all like it? I'm still team Bernie. Um, I praise no man, but um, I like the guy. I think he's one of the more, uh, I don't want to say trustworthy, but as honest as you can be as a politician, he might be that. I don't think politicians are too honest, but I think he might be that. And um, I like, a, I, I enjoyed a lot of his policies. He stayed away from divisive uh, narratives and topics and in the stuff that uh, either woke ideology or restrictive ideology wanted him to talk about. And uh, I respect that. He really focused on in his, uh, in his bid, in his run, he focused on the things that he believed and a lot of them that I believe uh, can make real change in our society. Not whether or not somebody has a bathroom or a pronoun or whether or not you take out a book that's talking about somebody's bathrooms or pronouns. Um, yeah, hey, I see what I did there. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't think we'll see another Bernie too, but Bill Maher took an interesting position. I think he has a show to do, so he wanted to kind of keep it as light as possible. And this is how he's starting his show. Um, but I also think he's a, what is Bill Maher, like 50, 60, 70? I don't know, but he's probably like 50-something years old. Um, he's what we call in this country a white dude. Um, and for y'all out there already thinking, like, why do you say it like that? I hate using the words white and black. I don't like it. I want to live in a future where, or I want my kids to grow up in the future. And I want to live in a near future where we don't use those terms anymore to describe human beings. We are who we are. Uh, don't judge me by my skin tone, by my skin color. It's, it's real nonsensical. That's like some 1400s uh, colonist mindset type stuff. Like, so, you know, I personally don't like using those terms. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, I create. So, hey create the future you want to you want to see so that's what i'm doing but let's get back to uh the bernie maher interview bill maher took a position which is typically the interesting one which is why shows typically when i was talking about podcasts earlier they typically are uh there's typically somebody else there to bounce off of right even the the greatest podcast you can some of the great podcasts that you can think of um rogan uh i don't know Button, um uh what's another one uh, all kind of podcasts that there's always a person to bounce stuff off of because that makes it easy. Honestly, it's a little tougher to do a show by yourself. It really is. It really, it really is, y'all. But uh, I think Mar wanted to be the contrarian. That's an important role to take in shows. Uh, again, divide and conquer. Uh, it keeps people interested. It keeps people interesting. Interested. It's always more interesting uh, to get both sides especially when it seems to be contentious, uh, even though it's, even if it's not, it's just that's what typically is more entertaining. Um, that's a little nugget for y'all. 
No, but definitely, definitely. I thought uh, if you if you haven't seen the interview and you didn't listen to me telling you to go watch it, try to catch it. Uh, and if you're one of those people that just try to stay away from politics, what are you doing? Grow up. Come on. What are you doing? You're going to let other people create the world that you live in? Other people create uh, the atmosphere that your kids survive in or, or don't survive in? Like, like without you having to say? Get off your ass. I grow up. Um, I know some people, especially recently, have gotten a sour taste in their mouth because of politics or whatever. But I also think y'all just being lazy. That's that's what I think. Politics is extremely important. Uh, was it Michael Imhotep um, has famous lines? He's saying that politics is the redistribution of wealth, health, power, and resources. And if you think about it, all those four things and more. That's what politics is. So you wonder why we, uh, as quote unquote, what they call black people, uh, tend to get the short end of the stick. That's because we're not coalescing as a base. Because, you know, I, my people from Haiti, you know, uh, flags right in front of me. The Union of La Force. Um, that's where my people from. I mean, I was born in this country uh, in, in 87, but, you know, my people weren't. Uh, I know I got a lot of friends that are Jamaican. Uh, I got a lot of friends that are just continental American. Uh, I got a lot of friends that are from all different walks of life or ethnicities, as I like to call them. We're one human race. Uh, but with with all that still said and done, we're all still referred to in this country as black, quote unquote black. Uh, so if that's the case right now, as of now, the current reality why not coalesce together? Why not vote as blocks? I know we're not a monolith. We all don't stand for the same things or see, even see the world the same. But society sees us as black. Right? Um, I didn't even want to get here yet as, as far as politics goes. But I'll tell y'all this. I am a registered Republican. Are some of y'all surprised? I hope not. I hope not. Um, I, I, I had a long stint as a Democrat. Uh, then I had a little, a few years, a few election cycles, a stint as a uh, independent. Started to get annoying because in Florida, uh, where I'm at, you cannot uh, partake in the primaries as an independent, uh, which is stupid. I think uh, that's how they want it. It's easier to control two sides as opposed to having uh, ranked choice voting systems or whatever the case is. Um it's just easier for them. So whenever they get a chance to talk down on opening up uh, uh, voting for independents or different parties to take part in the primary election circuit, the system always talks down on it and, and brainwashes voters into thinking it's a negative thing. I don't think it's a negative thing. I think uh, uh, in this society, at least, more options is better. But how they see it, which is the truth, uh, more options leads to them losing power, right? If the pie got to get split 15 different ways, that's less pie. <laughs> it was being split two ways before. Like, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a lot. Uh, so I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, I do uh, respect, uh, you know, more voices being heard. You know what I mean? More voices. And, and being that if there are multiple parties, that gives more people um, uh, the ability to be heard. And uh, it also brings new new ideas to the party in general. 
you know, metaphorical party, not Democrats or Republicans, man. But I like that a lot. So um, going back to my journey, right? Uh, after spending that little stint in the independent side, I decided to, with the help of uh, uh, some ideas from uh, Karen Hunter, uh, Karen Hunter show and stuff like that, uh, I decided to join the party of Lincoln, which is a, a, a part of her program. Those who don't know Karen Hunter, she's a uh, famed author, radio show host. Uh, I used to listen to her a lot back in the day on Sirius XM. Now I still follow her podcast. Um, yeah, she has a great guest and stuff. And this is not an ad, but salute. Check it out. She's uh, Her show is definitely one of the good ones. Uh, she has Greg Carr on the show a lot, and he's one of, I think he's one of the smartest people in America. It, it is what it is. It, it's not Elon Musk. I'll put him over Elon any day. Um, but yeah, it's a great show, great program. Uh, definitely a lot of great guests. Check it out. Um, but yeah, joining the party of Lincoln and the logic behind that really was just... Uh, being able to control uh, or even have a hand in what the other side is doing, all right? For instance, a few elections ago, I was going to vote for Jeb Bush. I wasn't a big fan of Hillary Clinton. I just wasn't. Um, those who know a little bit about Haiti or have people in Haiti that that see that were able to see firsthand what the Clintons were doing, that's all I got to say. Those who aren't Haitian, know anybody in Haiti or whatnot, probably thinking, how could you not vote for Hillary do your research. Um, so, and then I, I was now thinking, fast forward, uh, if the, if it's DeSantis versus Trump, then remember guys, I'm a Republican uh, for the primaries only. I, you know, I'm, I'm typically not going to vote uh, for a Republican in the uh, general election. Typically, I mean, it's, it's got to be somebody I actually believe in, but I with the current state of the Republican Party, I don't see that. Um, I'm voting for Kamala Harris if, 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 if she decides to run. I actually like her, so you know I'll do an episode on her in, uh, in a bit. Right now, I'm, I'm about done. I'm about tapped out, y'all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, come on. Like it's it, it, me doing the Republican thing was was strategy, and I believe that this is how this is how we should be moving. Uh, as a group, and even if, if you don't want to be in this so-called group, this so-called black uh, a group, at least change how you think about politics. Put a little more thought into it, right? Because a lot of people just, you're, you're just doing things just because it's been done for a long time that way. And that doesn't make sense. If you don't like how the country is going or where the country is going or how things are, do something about it. That's That's, that's like a simple solution right there. But yeah, like I said, yo, I'm tired. I'm tapped out. I don't see how people do this. Like, how does the Dan Carlin guy do this for like five? I, like, he must be tapping in and out. Like, I think that's what it is. How you do like the six hour straight podcast? That guy's a maniac. Uh, <laughs> salute hardcore history for those that know. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, but yeah, uh, how you guys felt about the uh, episode today? Y'all like it? I felt good. I felt good. I felt good. Definitely got some editing to do on the back end uh, before I serve it to y'all. But before we go, uh, I got a segment, a new segment that uh, I think I'm going to start doing every episode. 
Y'all let me know how y'all think, what y'all think about it. If y'all like it, if you don't, yay or nay. Uh, if y'all don't like it, I'll just nix it. I'll just do something else. Or I'll just keep doing what the hell I want to do. <laughs> it's that simple, right? But I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. But as for now, it's, it's really just predictions, right? So uh, as far as my prediction goes, I believe that cryptocurrencies or crypto commodities, as I like to call them, will be used almost solely in the metaverse. Right. I call it a commodity because it's not real money. Right. It's just not anybody who thinks it is. I'm sorry they got you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it seems to go hand in hand to me. Right. It just seems to go hand in hand to me. At this point, metaverse is still dominating in that industry. I know people that use it personally just because you don't doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Um, so, I, you know, one of my guys, he's in there almost every day. He has friends in there. I think that's so dope. Uh, I'm still scared of putting the helmet, uh, the, the little goggle helmet thing on my head, the little VR helmet and going somewhere else and tricking my brain like that. I, I, I'm not touching that yet, uh, but it is something that intrigues me. I'll say that, but I'm not touching it yet. But this is something that is being adopted. I think the technology or the computing technology or the power or whatever is not there yet to where it'd be ubiquitous, but people are using it. And eventually, uh, I think the smart people that are creating some of these cryptocurrencies will start marketing it towards, or major companies will start marketing marketing it towards use within the metaverse or these different spaces that will exist. It just makes the most sense. Uh, that's my prediction for today. Um, yeah, I got any questions. I already know where to send it. And uh, maybe I'll uh, go a little deeper into some of the topics, right? One of my guys, <laughs> one of my guys actually, uh, text me about one of the other topics that I just briefly touched on. He's like, bro, can you go more in on that? I'm like, ah, uh, you trying to treat that's a, that's an interesting one, but I definitely will do it. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'll, I'll get back into that. I'll, I'll either do a, a, a segment or a whole show on that. I don't know. Cause it's, it's complicated. Like most things are right. Most things are, are going to be complicated, but yeah, I have fun. Y'all I have fun. I have fun. I ain't gonna front. But yeah, that's really enough added to the time capsule today, y'all. Peace. And we are just universes crashing, y'all. So just do your best to leave a mark. Once again, this is Wendy. I appreciate you listening. Dear future robots, peace. Peace.